female of the species carries and gives birth to babies. Well, unless you're a seahorse. Recorded in London, I'm Hannah Benjamin and I'm producing this episode of the podcast to discuss fear of pregnancy. Today I'm joined by journalists Caroline Kent and TV producers Ruby Babani and Charlie Briggs. Bun in the oven. Bun, bun in the, the oven. Bun in yeah. the oven. That, that, that's a bit of a gross phrase for me. Yeah. It's cooking. It's cooking. I like with child. She is with child. You're fun and what child? She's without child. As none of us have had babies, I met up with my old school friend Alicia to find out what it was like to have a child young. People implied that my life had come to an end now that I had a child. Mm. My response was always, I just make a new plan. I mean, I didn't leave the house unless I had to for the first four months of Angel's life because of how people treated me, basically. And I felt really isolated. So people were like, oh, you know, when I did this and when I did that. And it was like, well, yeah, times have changed now. If you don't let me do it for myself, and I don't know what works for me, when there's documentaries and things going on in all the soaps about teenage pregnancies and stuff and they're not really responsible for some people that have children young it's probably better for them it grounds them it gives them a focus there are mornings where I'm just like I cannot get up I can't explain what it is that they give you but it's like this little magical power mm. you know my children tell me that I'm beautiful when I'm the best mummy and <laughs> like sure. like how difficult it is in society you have to look a certain way, you have to dress a certain way. To hear that from them, it makes you feel good about yourself. And now, a statistic. According to Straight Talking, the peer education group, one in every 25 teenage girls falls pregnant in the UK. And there is a 63% increased risk of being born into poverty for children of teenage parents. Caroline. Hello. Hello. When you were younger, did you ever worry about getting pregnant? I did. Um, During sex education at my school, I was told by my RE teacher that if sperm, that sperm could survive outside the human body for three days, and if you got some on your leg, that it could crawl up into your vagina and make you pregnant. And so I was absolutely constantly terrified. Like, we, you know, if you got fingered, you'd go and get the morning after pill. Because everyone, everyone was terrified. But because we got true, told things it? like that. No, of course not. <laughs> well, I don't think it's true. Like, is sperm it? dies when it's not in the body. Yeah. Okay. But I, d- I don't know how long it does live for, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't live on your knee for three days and then crawl up into your vagina and impregnate you. But that's what I was told. So, wow. yeah, I was always very scared of getting pregnant. Absolutely terrified. Yeah, I remember being, um, there was a rumour at school about toilet seats and that sperm, yeah. if there was sperm on a toilet seat and you sat on the toilet seat, you'd get pregnant. I remember yeah. that. We had yeah, that one. it could work its way up. Um, but we were actually directly told that by our teacher. Wow. So That's shocking. Yeah, yeah okay. so I, w- I was very scared. Ruby. Did your parents or teachers ever talk to you about getting pregnant? I think they talked to me about not getting pregnant, actually. And I think (laughs) most of the conversations around being pregnant were about contraception and keeping away from any of that kind of stuff. Because in the world that I grew up in, being pregnant as a teenager would ruin your life. And you should go and have a life before you have a child. So yeah, a lot of chat of contraception and staying away from boys and yeah. 
Did anyone else have that thing where they take you into separate rooms where the boys go off to talk about wanking and the girls go off to get taught about the like getting pregnant and how not to get pregnant rather than actually the sex itself? Yeah, it definitely. Like... I never, I never had that because I guess because I went to Catholic school and Catholics don't really believe in contraception. Mm. Um, yeah, know. I think it's weird that as kids you're given babies to play with. So, you know, when you're like five or six, they give you a baby and you're like, hey, having a baby's going to be really fun. Yeah. And then you grow up and you're like, oh my God, it's the scariest fucking thing ever. Yeah. yeah, it's like you can have this baby now, then you have to forget about it until you're like 25 or whatever. And then you're allowed to start thinking about babies again. Yeah. Yes. I remember going to get um, the morning after pill the first time I ever had sex because the storyline about Sonia and EastEnders was happening around the same time where you could still get pregnant with condoms. And then going yeah. in and they were like, um, are you on the pill? And I was like, yeah. You, did you use condoms? Yeah. And they were like, I don't think you need this. And I'm like, you've got to give it to me. You've, you've got to give it to me. You don't understand. Yeah, it, it was like a, a real fear. But I mean, still in university, I remember that, oh, did you hear about so-and-so? She was on the pill and she used condoms and she still got pregnant. <laughs> it's always a friend of a friend. Yeah, a friend of a friend who that happened to that makes you like, oh my Some God. Some of really ruined being bloated for me. <laughs> And if I was just bloated, I'd be like, hey, that's the pregnancy, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what, like, sometimes, okay, all the time, every time I have a period, there's part of me that's slightly disappointed. Really? I just think to have, like, a bloodbath to show that there is not new life in your body, like, it just feels very, like, cruel and quite horrific to, like, just morbid. have loads of blood. Yeah. yeah. And I remember, because it is quite like, oh my God, I'm actually bleeding. When you first have your period, it's, like, really real. And then... Every, every month, even though I don't feel like I'm... I've never felt like I'm in the stage that I want to have a baby, but I am always slightly disappointed, and I don't know why. Well, mm. I think, yeah, I agree with you there, because we're all born with all of our eggs. We don't generate more eggs in our lives, whereas men do generate more sperm. So we're probably born, on average, a woman, I think, has 400,000 eggs, and every single time you have a period, one of them dies. Mm. That's a and chance that is, to have a child. But it, Yeah. Is it? Do, do you see it like that? Time's running out. <laughs> or do you see it like, oh, another dead baby, oh, another dead baby. Another What's dead potential one? life, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really supposed like to do I just think of you. Yeah, yeah. Our media seems to have turned against the young mother with articles such as Why Are We So Surprised That Our Teenagers Are Having Babies? by Alistair Palmer, who states, Modern Britain has created a culture of incentives for teenagers to get pregnant and have children. He's a prick, isn't he? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like, when we're talking about benefits, living a life on benefits and living in sheltered accommodation if you don't have somewhere to stay is really hard like this what is this bullshit of like yeah they just want a house yeah. and it's like you know, you're gonna get a really basic place to live and you're gonna feel completely isolated this isn't a life that people will aspire to not that yeah. it's a bad life at all but it's not easy being yeah. on benefits no it's not means. the easy no. option also no. like dependency like creating this culture of dependency is what he's suggesting who wants to be dependent on anyone no I know. Yeah. it's awful and if you have a baby isn't that like the most ind- having a baby especially if you're on your own that's like the most independent thing you can do yeah mm. exactly prick <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we know for sure that the financial implications of having a baby young means that you're more likely to have less money. Mm. So that's a very real thing. You know, I think a lot of the media tries to pinpoint places in society where the poorer classes are dependent, and um, this is one of them, and it just seems ridiculous because, I mean, why why attack mothers? Is it 
purely for the fact that it, the country spends a lot of money on them because I don't think the country spends that much money on it. Well, the government gives out child benefits to anyone who has a child and governments initiate those kinds of programmes when the population's decreasing. Mm. So they want to kind of keep breeding and mm. make sure everyone's having children and doing it. So if you have three kids, you get a lot of money for it. Yeah. If you have five, you get even more. Mm. So there, I mean... There is a financial incentive. I mean, I'm not saying that's the reason that people do it, mm. but you do always hear those scare stories of yeah. like families who have like 10 kids and they will be getting more money. That's a fact. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't make a judgment on them, but mm. that's true. And then, do, but do they not spend more money then because they have more children? Like, is it, is it all relative? Like, I mean, children are so expensive. And if the population is decreasing and they're making it, the government are almost making it an incentive. If during those times when populations are dwindling, then are they making it an incentive? And mm. if so, are those people in society that are having a load of kids, they're doing a good thing because they're going to be providing for our pensions. Yeah. You know, exactly. their kids are going to be working. Well, or maybe not. We talk about um, young mums. We just think about them. Well, when we think about people who have children young, we think about women who have children young. Like, where are the dads? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I remember having lessons at school and being like, you can't get pregnant because you're a girl and you're still at school. Think of your future. And the boys didn't even have to think about it. Mm. And it was always like, your contraception is your responsibility. Don't put it in their hands. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's really weird. Well, I think that culture's changed as well. Like, even on Tinder, you see lots of men with kids. Mm. And it's one thing they put up in their pictures straight up and be like, I had a child young and I'm single and I'm looking, looking for something again. And it's something they're quite upfront about. And so when I see that, I'm like, wow. Really? Yeah, I've seen it a lot. Looking lots. for a kid? No, looking for like a girlfriend, but being like, I have a child with somebody else. Like, mm. Are they looking for a new baby mama to look <laughs> after their kid? I mean, they've got to in some sense. You can't just have well, a child exactly. and not include your new partner into that world, right? Mm. That's true. I mean, love that. I think that's, that's like probably... Love that. That's like one of the most attractive things a man can do, just to hold, hold their child. Yeah. Like, that is like my ovaries start being like... Rrr. It's better than being like, on like the... Like two months in, being like, oh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly for me, if I see a guy with a baby and this is really judgmental, I think oh, I can't handle all that baggage. It's too much for me mm. to think about. I mean, that, but that's totally okay. The Office for National Statistics reported in 2015 that the number of teen pregnancies has fallen by a third since 2004. So we know it's on the decrease. I don't have any urges to have children, that's for sure. Even if I see a baby and I think, like, maybe there's a twinge, there really isn't. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering whether that will change. I just feel like our lives have changed too much. I'm kind of happy right now. Interestingly, all my friends who are in long-term relationships say that it's the man who's more broody than them. That is interesting. It's because they don't have to carry it. Well, I just well, saw my yeah, cousin exactly. yesterday. And maybe their life wouldn't change so much. Well, exactly. That's what, just what I was going to say, because my cousin, I saw my cousin yesterday and she's just had a baby. She was joking about it and she was mm. like, oh, his life hasn't changed much. And I was just thinking, maybe a man does experience all the fabulousness of having a child because, mm. well, I'm not saying in every situation, but your body is going to change, firstly really your that child is going to be hanging off you non-stop pretty hanging much your tits. <laughs> yeah, <that's> yeah. <laughs> your, your life is going to change no matter what way you look at it you're just absolutely flooded and feel incapacitated and yeah. unable to leave them yeah exactly so i mean i think it's more complicated for a woman more whereas i think with a man like I'm, i don't want to say it's like getting a dog but it's yeah. kind of like you know less commitment am i going to allow another human 
to be a parasite in my body for nine months. Like, that's a big call to me. Yeah. I think emotionally for a man as well, there's a lot of pressure on, like, if we are talking stereotypes and we're talking women, mm. women staying at home and man at work, they have almost like a life sentence that they have to make you X to amount of money and bring it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all just get pushed into, like, our gendered areas that yeah. we have to be. Yeah, yeah. And a strain that it puts on your relationship that you probably didn't even really want or think about. Like, a lot of couples, you know, as was that saying, if you're having a problem with your partner, have a baby or fix it. Band-aid baby. Who does that? But that kind of will ring true because if you have a baby, statistics show you're more likely to stick together together. for longer because you're trying to really make it work for a child. Obviously, our grandparents all stay together even if they hate each other. Mm. Um, Our parents all divorced because that was what they did. And Mm. do you think that our generation is now less committed i think that it's inevitable that we would be fearful of commitment because we've seen how that can very directly go wrong and affect our lives and how it can affect children i was horrifically you know affected by my parents splitting up Mm. and i would hate to do that to a child the idea that i could do that to a child absolutely terrifies me yeah that moment when you realize that your parents don't love each other as much as you love them or they love you Mm. and your family is like breaking up Mm. is horrible Mm. but it makes me take more time over wanting to get it right and when I commit I want to I want to commit in a maybe a different way like with relationships I think we stay together longer before we get married for example yeah Uh, but I think with children I think that we are waiting we're waiting way longer than our parents did isn't that two separate things so you choose someone that you want to commit with commit with someone that you like love and fancy and cherish yeah and then you're also choosing someone that you think can take care of a baby and yeah. sometimes those two things are separate yeah and that's two true different and things. i think that yeah. second part is the more important yeah because when i think about jimmy when i think about marrying him and having potentially having a child with him I feel comfortable doing that because I know his character and mm, I know that yeah. whatever happens between me and him, he's going to be a good dad. Yeah. And that is more important to me than the love we have because you never mm. know what's going to happen. Do you think, yeah. this, Jimmy, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but do you also think that, that, do you think our parents thought that though? No. no. I didn't feel like the most important thing I in feel my like parents my lives. parents did and I think maybe that's like a cultural thing but like my parents stayed together when they argued and they argued a lot growing up they always said they were staying together for us it was always for the kids mm. and I have even when I'm just sitting around my mum I feel like this enormous warmth of love that just mm. like envelops me that mm. I don't have that feeling with anyone else no. mm. and yeah. it's so, so it's cute. so nice like I went to the doctor to have a blood test with my mum and I laughed with the fl- Phlebotomist, who's <laughs> and I had a little joke with him, and I came out. And I came out, and my mum just said, "Oh, I love your laugh. I love you so much." And I heard you laugh, and it was like nobody loves you like your parents love yeah, you. Yeah. And it's just such a unique relationship that one of the reasons I don't think I'm ready to have children is because I don't know if I'm ready to love something so much. And I do feel sorry for men that they will never get the chance to feel that bond that mm. a mother has with their child. Mm. Yeah. So do they, they not get? Do they not get it? I think they do, but I I, I am of the personal belief that it's stronger between a mother and a child almost animalistic kind of bond they always say that um that children they always go to daddy and i think that is actually something that because you're so deep rooted with your mother uh, this is obviously with the functioning you know mother father relationship they then reach out to the father as well because it's novelty there's that, there's that triangle yeah exactly mm. so like what about sh- if you adopt though yeah well mm. i mean that that, that i think love that of an adoption no, Maybe it's, it's not. just a different no. thing. I think it is different. Yeah. I think it doesn't mean that you don't love them 
entirely but I think that there is just a connection when you have mm. ha- actually have a child I think um, but I, d- I don't think that you love them less if you adopt them no Ruby is your body ready to have a baby my body isn't ready for a fucking 10k run my body is <laughs> not ready for a baby I'm completely not ready for it but it's just one of those you know when you have those existential questions of like why are we here yeah. and I think that as a woman sometimes you're like I'm here to procreate the idea of my belly growing and there being something inside right now is very sci-fi and not very real and I wouldn't be able to handle it so no my body is not ready. I can body. see you being pregnant that sounds like your body's ready but your mind's not <laughs> yeah my mind is not actually yeah maybe you're yeah. right yeah that's true I feel well, like my body's not. totally ready your mind's ready though Charlie your yeah totally <laughs> I can't even look at a child I cry if I sit next to a child on a bus I just start crying <laughs> I like smell babies' heads of strangers like it's yeah. weird like my whole everything in my body is like you get that get me ready yeah well that leads yeah. on nicely to the next question Charlie because you're getting married yeah woo <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like your decision not to have children yet has been based around wanting to get married first? Yes. Getting married is kind of about having kids. We love each other so much. I don't think that by getting married we're magically going to love each other anymore. But I think it's just a sort of a handshake to say, yeah, let's do this. So conventional. Yeah. Can I just say I'm really, really creeped out that everyone cheered when Charlie said I'm getting married. I know. I don't know why I did it. It was like automatic. Why did you guys do that? I did it because I'm excited about the wedding. It's a really good day. We're gonna have so much fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Can we cheer the party? Not the fact that congratulations, you're getting married. I feel like no no one's ever gonna cheer. I've been chosen. The point is, other things. So when I go and I'm getting single, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I'm cheering. I'm happy I'm, you know, sleeping yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all starting around. I like Jimmy a lot. Yeah. I think he likes <laughs> like me. Like, I, I like, like him a lot. <laughs> wink, <Yeah>. wink. <laughs> I, I can't wait to lose my virginity. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's funny you say it's said about the marriage thing because um, my mum had uh, two of my brothers, my brother and my sister, and she's not married to my stepdad. My, my sister calls herself a bastard. There's literally no difference. I kind of want to have a child out of wedlock. It would be, it would mean more to me if I did, because it would just be what me and Matt wanted to do, not what society wanted me to do. Because as soon as you get engaged, everyone wants to know if you're going to have children. Yeah. And for, for like for me and, and people ask you that. Though. Everyone asks me really? that. As soon as we got in, like as soon as we got engaged, they're like, "Oh, we're having a baby soon," <sighs> and is you know we, we might be yeah. And it's kind of annoying to just always be this real like straight down Living the line. Up to the stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the game of life, isn't it? It's like onto the next level. But you can't yeah. say that to women because some women can't have children. Like I and think it's such a bad. They genuinely don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Of, of the pe- of the women in the UK who don't have a baby over the age of forty. 10% can't, 10% choose not to, and the rest just hasn't really happened for them. Mm. It's just they're, they're childless by circumstance. Mm. And so I think there's a sort of a generation of women at the moment, of which I would probably more likely be in that camp of, well, I just kind of got busy with other things and never really got around to it, and now I'm 45. What if you have a penis? What if you're just, like, not a woman? Like, yeah, what if you're <laughs> what if you're a transsexual, yeah. or what if you're what if you just don't want a kid? Like, who knows what's in those trousers? Mm. Like, leave yeah, us alone. Very true. <laughs> Ruby, do you think the question we ask ourselves now is, do we even want children, rather than when do we want children? I certainly still ask myself if I do or not. I think that is totally true and brilliant, and I'm so grateful to live in a free country as a woman 
I'm single, I can't really see that happening in the next five, ten years. It just might not happen for me. And I'm okay with that. And I can make that choice now. I grew up around a lot of people who got married and had children and kind of had quite conventional game of life things. And I feel like now we're at a point where I don't actually ever have to do that if I don't want to. But society will continually make you feel like you're missing out on something. I remember mm-hmm. looking at a... Um, Somebody at work had brought in a picture of a baby and everyone was being like, oh, that's so sweet. And I was like, yeah, that's nice. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then carried on my work and somebody said, um, oh, don't worry, you'll get the broody genes soon. Like, that will come uh, to you later. Yeah, yeah everyone thinks it's going to happen. It's going to happen because my body is going to take over and make me a crazy baby mum. <laughs> but, I mean, it might. Yeah, fuck knows. It might. Well, if you become broody, like I have, my kind of transition of just total broodiness over the last couple of years. It's actually quite fun. Like, I thought it would be weird. And then now, I really enjoy it. It's like, you know when you're at school and you're a teenager and you fancy boys and Mm. you're, like, waiting for them after class and you want to talk to them. And it's like, when you really want a baby and you get to be around babies, you're like, can I touch it? Can I touch it? And then you leave and you're, like, thinking about it. And I have all these, like, wild fantasies about me and my kid who are, like, best mates. They're probably like a toddler in my fantasies and we run around together doing things together. And it's just really exciting to think about it. That's lovely. In like these terms of just having like a nice little buddy. It's like a second yeah. puberty. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, which don't... is the opposite of me. I think of it, it as a burden. I'm scared of all the ways mm. in which I could hurt a child. And do you think? But do you think them that, up. Do you think that has something to do with the way that we were presented with having children? Absolutely. Yeah. It's something to fear. It's a massive burden, and it ruins your life. Mm. Even if I'm married to a guy, he's going to leave me. Like, you know, you, all these, all these paranoias. I agree. Like, I'm also weirdly scared about postnatal depression. Cause that's yeah, I mean, there. I'm scared of that. Yeah. I'm, scared I'm terrified of, that. of postnatal depression. Like, I'm terrified thing, of like, our whole bodies change, even our minds. Like, it's all. Yeah. yeah. I feel and like I, everything you know would turn into my, like, my enemy. Your body turns into your enemy and mm. your life just goes completely out of your hands. That was, that's the view of pregnancy that I've been kind of surrounded with. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna shit myself when I give birth. I know that I'm gonna like people do it, and I'll yeah. be that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that that scares me too. I mean, but... the whole physical aspect of it is, you know, is kind of mind. In a way, like whenever you talk to a mum about it, you, they always make a joke about it. Have you noticed that? Like, it's always funny. It's funny afterwards, but like we haven't done it yet, so it's like terrifying yeah. now. Yeah. Whereas like after you've shit yourself and like split your vagina open and like had a prolapse then yeah. you know afterwards it's really funny hilarious yeah. oh, good times my friend when she had gave birth I, we were texting she's in the hospital and she was like oh yeah i feel like i've been hit by a bus but <laughs> it you, when you have the baby and that you're asleep and you're trying to get to sleep and you can't sleep because you're so excited there's just this amazing thing it's just like, i kept waking up just to go and like stare at her and be around mm-hmm. her and mm-hmm. you just besotted and mm-hmm. you can you know, you can fall in love with this little thing. I think it's cool. Mm, Maybe like I'm just like only, happy baby world. But that's I'm like just the only love at first sight that can really exist, right? Yes. Yeah. And now, a fact. According to the UK Qualities Review of 2007, more than 70% of recruitment agencies have been asked by clients to avoid hiring pregnant women or those of childbearing age. Worth. What? It's ridiculous that people avoid hiring women of childbearing age. Are we pressured into having it all? Yes. <laughs> Charlie, why do you think you haven't already had a baby? Well, yeah, Charlie, go on. <laughs> it is purely and utterly down to work. 
I have two two me's. I have like the home me that has an amazing fiance and wants to get married and have babies and is like really broody and weird. And then there's like work me that I would feel really uncomfortable having that conversation with people at work. Don't want to not be employable. At work I've been in positions where people are openly slagging people off for going home because their kids got sick at school and they have to leave or they have to leave on time. Like we work um, we're meant to stop working at six o'clock, but most offices are working. If you go home before seven o'clock, people look down on you. And is it, what what's going to change then? Something's got to give. Are you going to give up on work in order to accommodate having a child? Yeah, I think I'm going I'm to have to do something. I'm, I'm at the moment. I'm trying to figure out what other skills I can pick up that will allow me to keep working if I have a child. There's a lot of like mummy entrepreneurs that start their own businesses, mm. and if you own your own business, then you can't be fired, so maybe that's what I'll do. <laughs> Ruby, do you feel influenced by anyone in your decision not to have already had a baby? Yeah, everyone, absolutely everyone. So I'm currently working on a current affairs show, and if you look at Angela Merkel or Nicola Sturgeon, they're you know, senior politicians that do incredible things that make world decisions, and you know, people that I find kind of inspirational, not that I agree with all their politics, but as far as that they've come within that sphere... They don't have children. And the New Statesman actually ran a really interesting front cover page of them with a pram uh, questioning their decision not to have a child. The New Statesman? The New Statesman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think all of those things, like I see people who I really admire in my workplace and I, have, I haven't really had that many uh, senior female bosses and mm. the ones that I do have uh, haven't always had children. Yes. Yeah, and if they have, then they've taken time out, quite a lot of time out, and they have to leave work early. And sometimes I think they're a bit of a slacker. <laughs> it's interesting because it depends very much on the company that I've worked with. I worked for a while at Condé Nast. A huge amount of people in senior positions were women, and a lot of them had children. They were very, very accommodating. It's a man's world, and we all know that. It, it, all the work structures have been set up for men, but that's really interesting because the fashion industry is one mm. of the only industries that is predominantly women. But ultimately, and I, this is sounding so cynical, I'm even going to say it, but like survival of the fittest, right? If there was a flood, I would run solo and some other person would have to pick up their kids. Mm. You know, and I can stay late and work and go to those networking drinks. Mm. I don't have kids to pick up or someone But to then I, I, I do think that... Being a mother gives you a whole different set of skills. I think I would deliberately hire someone who was a mother because you want to find someone who gets shit done. You want to find someone who sticks around when things get tough. That's a mother. They sometimes have to change their job to be more administrative and they have to, they are almost pushed away from the creative stuff. And I think that's where I feel scared because... I think that's ridiculous, though, because yeah, having a is. child is the ultimate act of creation. <laughs> but it, it is. is. It's, about, it's, about, it's about creating something and nurturing something with your body and see it being birthed. Like, to be able to apply that to a creative project as well, I don't think they're too much of a different thing. 